In this week's parsha, we read about the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka. And despite being married for 20 years, they still did not have any children. This was a recurring theme among the others. They were all struggling with infertility. The Gemara asks, What is the reason that our others were infertile? Why were they incapable of having children? After all, our Ovis and Imois were righteous people. Why did they have to struggle through the pain and aggravation of being childless? And the Gemara gives a very cryptic answer. Because Hashem desires and yearns for the prayers of the righteous. At first glance, this answer seems very harsh, very perplexing. It's actually counterintuitive. Just because they are righteous, is that reason to make them suffer? On the contrary, Hashem should answer them without any prayers. And the answer gives us a tremendous insight of why it seems that sometimes our tefillahs are not being answered. The Mepharshim explained that at times the Rebbein Shloilam will withhold his kindness and his blessings from a person, not because he wants to punish them, but rather because he craves and yearns to have a relationship with that person. The word tefillah means attaching and connecting. When Naftali was born, Rachel Emenu said, Naftali from the word tefillah, I have become attached to my sister. Prayer is the mechanism to where a person can develop a closeness and a connection to Hashem. That is why the Hebrew word for prayer is not lavakesh, to request, but tefillah, to connect. For example, when you send your son to yeshiva in Yisrael, you should never give him an unlimited credit card, because you will never hear from him again. But rather, give him a debit card with a very limited balance on it. Not because you want to withhold money from him, not because you don't love him, but on the contrary, because you value your connection and your relationship with him. Therefore, when the account needs replenishing, at least then you are assured that he will call out to you. In examining the Pasik describing Yitzchak's tefillah, we find a very strange expression. The Torah says, Vayetar Yitzchak. The more common word used for tefillah is Vayispalil, or Shava, or Tsaaka. Why the uncommon Vayetar? Sir Pinkus explains that the expression itar is when one pleads and beseeches Hashem in prayer. They are relentless, they are persistent, and they keep on praying over and over again. That is what Yitzchak was doing. But why do we continue to badger Hashem for our needs when we wouldn't appreciate it if it was done to us? No one likes to be pestered and bothered. And besides, Hashem already knows what's best for us. And if He said no, then obviously that is what's most beneficial for us. So why do we continue to daven? Why are we harassing Him? Sir Pinka says something fascinating. When it comes to the human realm, it's all about the end result. So if you ask your friend for something and the answer is no, there's no point in asking again. You're just being annoying. However, when it comes to asking from Hashem, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. When Hashem initially told you no, that doesn't mean that He does not want to give it to you. It doesn't mean He does not want you to ask again. On the contrary, He wants you to continue to pray so that you strengthen your connection and relationship with Him. And that is precisely what happened with Yitzchak. And that persistence, that tenacity, is what ultimately led Hashem to answer His tefillahs. 
about 50 years ago, shortly after the Yom Kippur War, a military cemetery was dedicated in Eretz Yisrael. During the ceremony, numerous dignitaries from all sectors of society delivered speeches. Nearly all the speakers were secular, as was the audience. They all spoke about the brave soldiers who gave their lives to defend the country. And they were extolling the virtues and the power of the soldiers serving in the army. The last speaker of the night was the only representative of the Haredi community. The well-known Magid, Reb Shapsu Yudalevich. He gets up to the microphone and he says, Indeed, every word said about the soldiers are true. And you're all probably thinking, and what did the Yeshiva Bacharim, those draft dodgers, do for the country during the war? And the secular audience smiled. Hapshapsi said, let me tell you an amazing story. At the beginning of the war, the military summoned the heads of all the Hever Kadisha and they had a meeting. They told the Hever Kadisha, prepare 80,000 Kavarim, burial plots, and 80,000 sets of Tachrichim. That is how many soldiers we predict will fall in battle. In the end, only 2,700 soldiers were killed in this war. It is 2,700 too many, but it is a far cry from 80,000. That is what the Bacharim and Yeshiva accomplished with their learning and davening. That is what they contributed towards the war. We hear stories every day and it's sad and tragic. But every one of our tefillahs is sending another bomb up to Shemayim. And one that our soldiers will not have to dodge. Every act of chesed is another rocket that did not reach its intended target. So let's keep on launching. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.